Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey there, welcome to this edition of The Shalene Show. So today you're going to hear from both myself and my husband, Brett. A couple things I want to tell you before we jump into this episode. Number one, if you already subscribed to Build Your Tribe, you may have already heard this episode. It was the 500th episode I did for Build Your Tribe, and I think it's a really important episode. So frankly, I don't think it's a bad idea for you to listen again. This is an episode about financial health. And when we're talking about your relationships, when we're talking about making your life a little bit easier, we've got to think about your financial situation. So a couple of things I have thought about since recording this episode that I, I want to bring to your attention. Number one, if you're in debt right now, the title alone might, you know, piss you off. It might be intimidating. It might feel unattainable. But I want you to know this. In the space of about one year, we went from being a half a million dollars in debt, I know you've heard that story, to climbing out of paying off that debt and being back in the clear by over a million dollars. So it is possible. I don't care how much debt you have, it is possible to turn it around, but it's not with like a hope and a prayer. You have to have a plan. You have to have discipline. You've got to educate yourself. And so hopefully that education starts with this particular episode. Number two, all the knowledge, all the resources, all the information that you have will not be able to overcome a negative money mindset. If you don't believe that you can do it, then it's not possible. You have to believe. If it's possible for other people, it is possible for you. It's not just dreaming about it, it is believing it is possible. All my life, I knew I would be a millionaire. I knew it. I didn't just dream about it. I knew it. I believed it to be possible. But it took me some time to get to the place where I believed it was possible to be an eight-figure earner. In fact, I remember the year. I remember the month. I remember the moment when like, I could feel it. I was like, okay, I believe this is possible for us to make eight figures. And it was in 2015. It didn't happen for several years later, but it started with that belief. And you just have to believe it's possible. So that's really important for you to focus on. If your belief isn't there, may I recommend an audio? I've mentioned it before on the show. It's not available in book format. It's only available in audio format, which is perfect for you because you like audio format or you wouldn't be listening to a podcast. So if you're not already an Audible member, I'll put a link in the show notes that I think gives you 30 days for free. This particular audio is something I listened to on cassette tapes back in the early 90s. And again, it has been updated. It's not a book. It was just an audio that I listened to on cassettes. And I listened to this at least once a year. The author's name is Frederick Lerman, I believe, and the audio is called Prosperity Consciousness. Again, you can only get it on Audible, so go to the show link, mark your calendar, and listen to this at least once a year. Even if you don't struggle with money mindset, it will improve your money mindset. It was after listening to this 
audio tape again in 2015 that I was like, okay, we will be eight-figure earners. Until then, I had all these reasons in my mind why we never would need to make that much money. I don't need to make, why would we need to? You know, more money, more problems. It's outside of our range. Like all of these very limiting beliefs that were in fact in place in my life. Like whatever your beliefs are, that's what's controlling exactly what's happening in your life. So make it a priority. And after listening to this episode, go listen to Prosperity Consciousness. It's the number one reason why couples divorce. Okay, here's another reason why I want you to listen to it. You know, because you've been listening to our updates, everything we've been able to do in our lives, including taking seven months off and caring for Bob, just doing things where we don't have to think about how much is that going to cost or what can we afford? We don't have to ask ourselves those questions. And that is a privilege. Yeah, it's a privilege, but it's a privilege that's in place because we've done the work because we've put these pieces together, because we've strategized and we've planned and we've been very disciplined to be able to create a life where we have the ability to say, no matter what it costs, we want the best for the people that we love. And we're going to take care of people in the way that feels right for us. And to not have that kind of stress is such incredible gift to your relationships. It's a gift to your life. Like you're going to have so much less stress if Money is one of the things you don't have to worry about. All right, so in this episode, I first break down what is commonly thought to be the seven streams of income that most millionaires have. But since recording this episode, I want to create a little addendum and let you know, these are really, what I talk about initially are the seven categories of income, but within each category, you might have several streams. Does that make sense? Like, let's say, for example, one of the streams is real estate. That's really a category because you might have several streams of income coming from real estate investments. It'll make sense as you listen to it. So first I'll break down the categories and then Brett and I together will talk about our different streams. And we don't do this to be braggadocious. I'm doing this because I want to lift the veil. I want to show you that it is very possible for you. It is. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. It is possible for you. It starts with belief, number one. Number two, you've got to have a plan in place. You can't just like secret it to happen. It doesn't work that way. You need to put a plan in place. And that plan should, I hope, start with you making sure you are subscribed to build your tribe. And that plan should also include, like I said, listen to that prosperity consciousness. Okay, one more thing about the prosperity consciousness audio program. Like I said, it's super old. Like I think it was recorded in the 90s, but most of it is still, I would say like 95% of it is still timeless. But every once in a while, like he'll talk about things where you're like, that's so funny. That's totally from the 90s or like that doesn't even exist anymore. But for the most part, it's all still very relevant. Take what serves you, think about it, re-listen to it, and then take action. All right, here we go. Episode number 500 from Build Your Tribe. 500 freaking episodes. That is insane. Do you realize how much content there is here for you? Now, not every single episode of Build Your Tribe shows up automatically on your podcast app, but if you search for specific words like email marketing or side hustle or Instagram tips, TikTok, publishing a book, if you search that phrase or that thing that you want to figure out and the phrase or the term build your tribe, 
I can almost bet you're going to find that we've done an in-depth episode on that particular topic. 500 topics, 500 episodes. And I want to congratulate Brock Johnson, who's not here right now, but you know he's my co-host of the show. And frankly, so much of the content information that I create for Build Your Tribe, even though I'm delivering it, a lot of times it's me and Brett. That's my husband. We run all of our businesses together. I rarely have him on Build Your Tribe, which is weird because he's such a big part of this business. He's going to join me today midway through this episode. Today, what we're talking about is our seven streams of income. And the reason why we're doing that is because, well, you listen to Build Your Tribe because you either want to build a business, you want to create a side hustle, some additional income, you want to live a cool life. Not that like money is the only way to do that, but it's certainly a way that makes a lot of fun, cool things a lot easier. And that's what we're going to talk about today is how to make life a little easier by creating multiple streams of income. How do you do that? How do you do that and not become overwhelmed? Why would you do that, Shalene, when you're constantly telling us to just like focus on one thing? I'm glad you asked. Let's get to it. So I'm sure you've heard the statistic before that the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Well, your girl loves to research. So I have tried and tried to find the initial or original source of that statistic. I don't know if it's a statistic or a myth or just One of those things that just keeps getting passed around, and there's a lot of those on the internet. I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find a survey, a report, any official statistic, but that's not to say it's not true. And when I talk to the people I know who are millionaires, not all of them have seven streams. I would say quite a few who are millionaires have seven streams of income, but I don't think it requires that. Not today. I think probably once upon a time it did. I think probably once upon a time, there were far fewer, well, in fact, I know that there were far fewer millionaires even 10 years ago than there are today. But today, it's a lot easier to become a millionaire. In fact, this week, I interviewed Heidi D'Amelio, who is Charlie D'Amelio of TikTok, notoriety or TikTok fame. I interviewed her mom this week, and certainly she and her daughters in just during the course of the pandemic became millionaires. It can happen, and you can do it from one stream of income. You can do it from one big hit. You can do it from, I know people who've done it just from becoming very successful in their network marketing business. The question is, how sustainable is that million dollar mark if there's only one stream of income? And regardless of how sustainable it is, I think maybe even a more important question to ask yourself is, how stable, how financially secure do I feel if there's only one stream of income? I'm always saying, that one stream of income is about the riskiest thing that you could do. And I stand by that. You're just not going to sleep well at night if you have like only one way to make money. You just don't. You're going to be much more comfortable when there's multiple streams. The key, however, is building those streams one at a time. And so first, let me break down our seven streams of income. Actually, first, let me break down what it is said to be the seven streams of income that the average millionaire has. And again, like I said, I couldn't confirm any original source, although it is often attributed to statistics from the IRS. I don't know. I will say this. I don't know too many folks who are eight-figure earners, meaning you're making $10 million or more. Of the people who are eight-figure earners that I know, every single one of them has at least these seven streams of income. What are they? All right. The first and we're going to go over each one of these, is dividend income from stocks and investments. 
Number two is income that you earn from being paid to do something. Now, let's not get it twisted. That doesn't mean that you're working at Disney or you're an executive for a company. Usually that means either the money you're getting paid to be a consultant, to be paid talent, a speaker, a paid host, an expert, a hired gun. In other words, that second stream is the income that you get paid to do something. The number three form or stream of income is income that you get from real estate, most specifically rental properties. The number four stream of income is royalties that are earned from selling the rights or licensing something, or again, selling the rights of something that you've written, something you've invented, something that you've created, like a workout or a book or a concept, a system, a program. The number five stream of income is the income that you make from capital gains, meaning the money that you're earning by selling something that has appreciated, an appreciated asset that could be a home, a car, it could be a business or collectibles. The number six stream of income is profits that are earned from any business that you own. Now, obviously, each one of these could have multiple branches, so it could have multiple streams. So for example, we have multiple businesses. So number six, we've got multiple streams just under the sixth stream of income. The number seven stream of income is the interest that is earned from savings, CDs, bonds, and other forms of lending activities. Okay, now I'm going to go over our seven streams. So the first one was dividend earned from stocks. Well, that's our investment portfolio. And that is perhaps the most significant form of income right now. It's sometimes absolutely crazy. It's also the least predictable, but it's our biggest and most fun stream of income. The number two stream of income that we have is that from earned paychecks, like the money that we earn from doing something for us. That would be speaking appearances, webinars and trainings I'm commissioned to do, workouts I've been commissioned to design when I'm hired as a consultant or a coach, the money I'm paid to read advertisements on my podcast. I've done a few podcasts sharing what topical products I use on my skin. But I think truly what's made the biggest difference of all is doing the microdermabrasion myself at home. So I have this machine. It's called an Ultraderm MD. And I literally can do microdermabrasion on my own skin at home. And if you've ever looked into having that done at a spa, you know that that can cost like $200, $300 just for one treatment. If that's something you've looked into, I highly recommend that you save your money and invest in your own microdermabrasion system that you can use at home. Specifically, the one that I use is from Trophy Skin. It's called the Ultraderm MD. It exfoliates your skin. It improves the way that your skin absorbs all the products you're putting on it. It makes your complexion super shiny and smooth. It helps to just get rid of all those dry patches and it makes your pores much tighter, much smaller. It makes your makeup go on just beautifully. Now, typically, this machine runs for $349, but as a listener of The Shaleen Show, they're going to give you 30% off. You can get 30% off by using the code LIFER. Don't forget that LIFER when you go to trophyskin.com. You'll use the code LIFER at checkout, and that's going to give you 30% off. They've got other products too, so if that's like out of the budget, they've got this Brightener MD that I love to use. It uses microcurrent stimulation and ultrasonic waves to improve the appearance of your skin. And that's under 100 bucks. Plus, you get your 30% off when you use code LIFER. Again, that's trophyskin.com, 
code LIFER. The number three form of income is rent and our rents and rental real estates. We own quite a few properties, some of which we lease back that property to other businesses that we own. Number four is royalties. Obviously, I have two top selling books, including a New York Times bestseller, royalties from my infomercials and fitness programs, licensing that we've done. So royalties would include Turbo Jam, Turbo Fire, Shaleen Extreme, Pio. The licensing are part of the agreements of the sale of our business to Beachbody. Number five, stream of income, capital gains, that is from selling appreciated assets. We are often buying and selling real estate. Up until this year, we've really been primarily focused on high-end single-family residential real estate, but we are looking now into branching into more commercial and multi-unit rental properties. Then number six stream of income, which was businesses or profits from the businesses that you own. For us, that would include quite a few businesses. We have Team Johnson, under which we is the umbrella for our business-related programs like Marketing Impact Academy. That's a program that has almost, I think, 7,500 members. They are lifetime members, so they pay one time. Currently, it is about a $3,000 investment to join the Marketing Impact Academy, but that takes care of somebody for life. So that is something that we open up usually once, sometimes twice a year. That's very predictable income. It's really easy for us to project how many students we're going to have because we close it at a certain number and we do it once or twice a year. Other trainings that we offer under the Team Johnson umbrella would include the Online Income Quick Start. That's an online program, as well as the Insta Club Hub. That is a monthly membership. So in that program, I think, again, I think we have about 7,500, maybe 8,000 members. And that is a membership that people, they can quit at any time, you know, no strings attached. They can stop at any time. So there's always churn on that, right? So if we have currently almost 8,000 members, the average member stays for, I think, like six months. So we constantly have to be investing in more advertising because we're going to have that churn. People, they do it for three, four, five, six months, then they quit. And so we're always adding new members to it. But what's really nice about that is it's a steady stream of profits that come in every reoccurring, like every month. So I love memberships. I love anything where you're getting a monthly predictable or steady income. Memberships are wonderful, but you've got to make sure that what you're delivering to people is so valuable that they don't just learn and leave. You want them to feel like they need to stay because you've got to give them that kind of experience. Marketing Impact Academy and Insta Club Hub are our two biggest offerings under Team Johnson, our biggest moneymakers, if you will. But we have another course called How to Hire that's also offered. And it's really more of a specialty course for people who are scaling their business and need to need to hire. We teach how to hire. Okay, then the other business that we have is called Smart Life. And Smart Life Inc. is the place where we offer anything related to health and habits. So that is where the Push Journal company lives under that umbrella. So does Phase It Up, which is a program with, I mean, at one point, I think probably 70,000 people have been through Phase It Up. That is also a monthly membership. We don't have 70,000 current members. I think right now we have 5,000 current monthly memberships. And we offer also under Smart Life Inc. a few mini courses that teach people how to create goals and accomplish them in 90 days or less. Also under Smart Life Inc. is where we offer things like the water bottles when we did those, like physical products that relate to healthy habits. 
We have a line of supplements that we have manufactured that are just doing amazingly well. And that is also under the umbrella company of Smart Life Inc. And then we have separate companies that I'm not going to provide you the names of those, but those are the companies that we do our investing under. And we keep those private because, well, frankly, the internet doesn't need to know. They're not things that we offer to the public. It really relates to our own investments and our own real estate, et cetera. And we try to keep those things private for security reasons because everybody doesn't need to know exactly what we make and exactly what entities we own. The companies that we operate, which are direct to consumer, those are the companies that we make public. Everything else is our business. And you know, the internet thinks it knows what the internet thinks it knows. I read on one Wikipedia site that it said my net worth was $4 million. And then on a, another one of those crazy websites that allege that they know exactly what somebody's net worth is, well, on another one of those, it says it said that our, Brett and I, our combined net worth was in excess of $115 million. Well, I'm here to tell you that both of those figures are wrong. I feel confident telling you that we are eight-figure earners. How did that happen? How did that happen? All right, so let me break that down. It happened one entity at a time. Each one of these streams of income, we focused on exclusively, sometimes for more than a year, sometimes for three to five years, without really spending too much time doing anything else. I personally believe that the way that you build multiple streams of income is by focusing exclusively on one thing. When I say exclusively, I mean spending 80% of your time focused on that thing. For example, when we were building Phase It Up, I literally took a break from Marketing Impact Academy. That year, the year that I was most engrossed in the development and the building and the scaling of Phase It Up, I didn't want to be distracted by the Marketing Impact Academy, even though I knew that was easily a $1.5 to $2 million loss by not launching that year. And we could have done it, but I felt like it would have been a disservice to our new members. So instead, I wanted to focus exclusively on Phase It Up. And the year, the first three years of building Phase It Up, it was a complete loss. You can go back and listen to those older podcasts on Build Your Tribe. Like It was a tiring, exhaustive, often frustrating, sometimes demoralizing process of building that program and letting it grow into what it is today. But eventually, we got it over the hump. We got it to that place where it was not only profitable, but it was growing, and we could almost set it and forget it. Now, notice that I said almost, because anytime you forget something, it will die. Everything needs proper care, proper feeding, proper watering. Think of what it's like when you bring a new baby home from the hospital, and you already have, let's just say, a six-year-old, or an eight-year-old, or a 10-year-old. The eight and 10-year-old, the older kids, they're going to be fine. You're going to make sure that you feed them, but you don't have to have them attached to your body. They don't need to be your exclusive focus 24 hours a day. But when you have a newborn baby, you are exclusively focusing on that. You've got to give it that foundation. And that's how I feel about streams of income. When we were developing the Marketing Impact Academy, I went all in, all in, and built the foundation to the point where it was a multi-million dollar profitable business center. But at that time, I wasn't doing push journals. I wasn't doing phase it up. We weren't spending, in fact, much time doing investing at that juncture. We were all in on Marketing Impact Academy. And once it got over that hump, once we hit that million dollar mark, once we knew 
that the foundational pieces were in place, the right employees, the right staff, the right professors, the right marketing, all of those systems. Once all the systems are in place, then you have the freedom, the luxury of being able to move on to the next stream of income, but you will always need to go back and give each one of those streams some love. Some of those streams of income you'll need to give some love to every single day. And because family comes first, there's been multiple times in our history, and when I say our history, I mean the history Brett and I have together in building businesses. But in our history, there's been plenty of times where we haven't been able to focus on any new projects. Right now is one of those times. We are very much focused on the season that we're in, which is caring for my father-in-law, his dad, who has late stage Alzheimer's. Well, he's stage five. He's not in the later stages, but he's stage five and he needs around the clock supervision, I guess you would say. So because of that, we can't pour ourselves into a new stream of income and we feel really lucky to be in a position where we can every day give a little bit of love to each one of these streams and they continue to profit. You know, that's the thing when you hear people say it takes money to make money. Here's what they mean by that. If we're making just 1% interest on our current businesses and our businesses make us $100, that's a dollar. If our businesses make us $100,000, that's $1,000. If our businesses make us $10 million, well, let's just ask Brett, what is 1% of 10 million? 100,000. And the final stream of income, seventh stream of income, which is interest from your savings, your investments, Stocks, and there's two types of stocks. There's growth stocks and dividend stocks, and we are fortunate enough to have both. The income that we receive from stocks and, of course, our savings and things of that nature, basically our investments on paper. Our investment portfolio. Yeah. That is something you started focusing on in what year? 2014. We've had investments and stuff starting in the late like 2007, 2008, but it was just like very, you know, minor. Mm -hmm. And then I started diving in deep when I figured out like we could actually not work as hard and let our money work for us. When I started like looking at books and doing a lot of research and I was just like, oh my gosh, this can be so much bigger than it is. And that's when you really, like I've talked about how I went all in on Phase It Up or I went all in on Marketing Impact Academy. And those two things, I did. You know, I really spearheaded that. Obviously, Brett was very involved in the operations and the management of our team and advertising and marketing, et cetera. But in terms of like understanding those two things, I would say that was me. And I would say it is Brett when it comes to like really spearheading the season of learning absolutely everything you could to be more of an expert, if I dare say, than the investment bankers that we've had in investment people who are managing our portfolio. Our financial advisor. Yeah, our financial advisor. At that point, you're like, you know what? There's somebody out there who shouldn't know more about our money than we do. And I'm going to learn absolutely everything I can. And you went, spent a season, probably a couple years, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I spent a couple years mastering it, but I started to apply just like I'm sure you do in all of your things. I mean, you didn't study, phase it up for three years and then just create the program. It was like an ongoing thing. You changed direction. You you know, moved in when your research took you into a different direction, you changed it up. And it's the same thing with investing. So when I started 
like reading books. I remember reading Tony Robbins, the master, the money game. Mm-hmm. And that was so like enlightening because what he did was he interviewed like the top financial people of the last, you know, hundred years mm-hmm. and what they did and what they looked for. So then I was researching podcasts, watching experts on televisions, subscribing to blogs. I even signed up for a membership that gave a, like a monthly coaching call. And it's like a two hour call. And he goes over every single one of the stocks that he's interested in and why he likes them and why he doesn't like them and what the industry is. And basically taught me how to like research different areas of the market and try to pick, he calls it the best of breed. Like most of the people say like best of breed, meaning if you're going to pick stocks, look for companies that are like the best. So if you're going to pick Act Leisure brand, who are you going to pick? Nike. Or Lululemon. Mm-hmm. So you start looking at stuff like that. If you're going to pick a bank, I mean, pick like Bank of America or Wells Fargo, something you see on the street corner everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. So, and it helped me research those companies. And then I got so like- Good at it. Good at it that I would look and I would figure out who the CEO was and I would follow the CEO and I'd see if I like him or see what his track record is or see what company they recruited him from. My assessment of your digging in and understanding everything about that was like, it was as if you went back to school. You would study for hours and hours and write down notes and then do your own assessment and then compare it against other experts. And what you did with regard to our investments is kind of what I was doing with regard to business and marketing. Like I would look at how this expert does it and is that a male expert or a female expert? And just looking at all those things and then using my own common sense to boil it down and figure out like what is the best possible, quickest way for people to almost have proven success when it comes to marketing their business. And that's why I think so many people now come to you, like our friends and family members. Obviously, Brett doesn't market this yet, but you're going to, aren't you? You're going to create a course. I'm going to create a very beginner course for people because I think most people out there are so at the investing 101 stages. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if we had money in the market and in investments for five or six years before we, I even dove into it, I mean, most people out there that are, are married or single, they don't have the time to do it. And it's scary to them and they don't want to lose it. They think they're going to lose it, what they've worked hard for. And that's kind of like the whole mindset of scared money doesn't make money. And it just takes knowledge. And I went out and did the research and I feel very comfortable with every single stock we buy, every single trade we make to the point where after about two years of researching, I just told my financial advisors like, I'm going to pick and change and do the whole portfolio. And all I want you to do is ask me questions when you don't think it's the right move. And literally, we've probably done 250 to 300 transactions in four or five years. And he's questioned me maybe once or twice. Wow. Would you agree with my assessment is that it was this piece of the business that has taken us above and beyond when it comes to our earnings. Like, you know, seven figures is great. Multiple seven figures, great. I don't want to say easy, but we have multiple streams that was going to keep us very comfortably at seven figures. Moving beyond seven figures, moving into eight figures and comfortably at eight figures and just having like mind-blowing opportunities and certainly a lot more passive income really came from the investment piece. Would you agree? Totally agree with that. 
but it takes those other entities mm. to generate some funds so that we can keep investing and adding to it because that's the whole key to it. So you have your, you know, you make money, you have to be disciplined enough to set a portion aside mm. to invest. If you just put $10,000 in and then you're thinking that it's going to be, you know, retirement in 20 years, it's just not going to happen. You have to actively keep adding to it a percentage of what you make so that your money just grows even faster and faster. Because once you get to a certain point, if you're making six or 7% on your money or 10% on your money a year, but you're adding to it, you're just making 7% more when you're adding to it. So let me dial that back a little bit. So let's say the first year you have $10,000 in and you make 6% on that, right? But if you're adding to that $10,000 in year two, like you're adding another 10,000. Now you're making 7% of 20,000. So instead of keep making 6% of 10,000, the original investment, you're adding it. So it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Compounding. Well, yeah, compounding. Then if you have dividend stocks, they're paying you. And I don't want to get too technical. That'll be for the course for everybody to listen to, but you just get disciplined. I mean, that's the -hmm. bottom line is like you get disciplined and you keep adding to it. And our discipline was we took 15 to 20% of what we made and put it into investments. Is 15 to 20%, I should know this, and 15 to 20% is something that we put in even today. Oh, yeah. But we've also put in more than that at different oh, for times. for sure, when we have extra. We do 15 to 20%, but we have done extra when we've had, you know, bigger years of other streams of income. Mm-hmm. Or like a big sale. Yes, big sale or just anything where we've had extra money. I mean, during the pandemic for a year and a half. We haven't traveled. Mm. We haven't spent as much money. And so we've had extra money and we've put that to use. And just to give people a little bit of a sense of what this is like, because it can be a real rush. And you talk about being disciplined and staying in it for the long haul. You have this phrase that you use. Oh, it's not my phrase. It's from one of my, I'll call him my financial mentors, Mm -hmm. Jim Cramer, love him or hate him. But he is the host of Mad Money on CNBC. You can tape it. It's what we did. I mean, it comes on at three o'clock Pacific time. So I can't like a lot of times watch it. So we just tape it and I'd watch it every single night. And he has a saying where there's two types of markets. There's a bear market and a bull market. And you can make money in both. He says bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs get slaughtered. And what that means is if you're like greedy and you don't stay disciplined, like say for instance, we're very disciplined. So when we have a stock that goes sky high, we take a little bit of profit from that and put it into cash. We don't spend it, we put it into cash. So then I have a shopping list, so to speak, just like you have a shopping list on Amazon. I have a shopping list of stocks that I wanna buy and I just wait for them to get to the right price point and then I buy them. Mm -hmm. And then when those go up, we take some cash so we always have cash for an investment. Approximately how much time would you say today, now that you know, I talked a little bit about getting to a place where you're really comfortable, where you have your systems in place, where you have your disciplines in place, where things can run a little bit more like clockwork and you feel really confident, and then you get to like pull back and not be 100% invested in that you know, activity or that stream. Today, how much time would you say you spend on average focused on our investment portfolio? Total to date, 
my average is probably between 45 minutes and an hour. And that's because I love it too. Yeah. Because there's some days I don't do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, we get busy, we have a schedule and, you know, I might look at it at the end of the day, but, you know, for the most part, I'm not looking to like change the investments or do anything. I'm just, that hour is mainly just continuing my research because mm -hmm. it changes every day. And just to give people some perspective and not to have people, because I never want anyone to think like, oh, you guys just act like everything you touch turns to gold. That ain't true. We've been in debt before. We've had lots of struggles. It's been figuring the system out that's made things a lot more comfortable. But even still, share with us the most we've ever lost in one week in our investment portfolio. We lost last year in about a 10-day period, right when the stock market went crazy with the pandemic, we lost about four and a half million dollars in about 10 days. <laughs> How did that feel? You were nervous. But though. guess what? what? We didn't lose it because it's on paper. You don't lose unless you sell, mm. unless you panicked like a lot of people did and jumped out of the market and were like, the sky is falling. But no, I was so like, I dove in deep. I had to at that time. That was very much my time to learn and understand what was happening mm -hmm. and what stocks would actually work mm -hmm. in a shutdown and changed everything up. You couldn't catch up though. I mean, it went down so fast that there was no way to avoid it unless you knew it was coming. Like you were in the White House and you knew that they were going to say, <laughs> we're shutting down the country two days before they did. And you took yeah. all your money out of the market, but that's illegal. You go to jail for that. But you know, we managed and it ended up being our most successful year of growth in our investment portfolio was that last year, even after losing four and a half million in 10 days. <laughs> well, that's super fun. I hope that was helpful. I wanted to just break that down for you guys as much as possible. Like I said, this takes time. You do it one stream at a time and you've got to be really disciplined. I would think that one of the absolute hardest periods of our lives our business lives, I mean, was, I think, Phase It Up was probably one of the toughest ones to build and to be patient because I wanted to be done with it. And like, because it didn't pop within the first year, I wanted to be just like done with it and go back to all the other things. But it was really my team. It was Ashley Sweeney. It was Brett. It was just everyone saying like, we just have to keep at it. We've got to keep working it and keep massaging it. And the more time and effort we put into it, the better it kept getting. But that was hard to stay disciplined to get it to that point. And I say that, but I also want you to know that sometimes the most disciplined thing that you can do is realize that something is not going to work. And I kept thinking, am I being stupid? Like, is this just not going to work? And enough people around me were like, it's going to work. Just be patient. So that's our advice to you is to be patient and to be focused. You can't create seven streams of income by giving seven different entities an equal amount of attention at the same time. Yeah, that can't be your goal is to create seven streams of income in the next 90 days. That's not going to work because none of them are going to be any good. That's true. In order for something to be really successful, you've got to focus and give it your 100%, I'm sorry, 80% of your undivided attention. Keep watering those other things, but go all in on one thing until it's completely successful and you can then go into management mode, go into autopilot. I hope this has been informative for you. Love to hear your questions. We're happy to help you. If you have any financial questions you want to ask Brett, he always likes to say, I am not a financial advisor. 
But I definitely think that that's going to be a great course for people. I'm super excited that you're going to do that. Do they have to pay extra for the podcast because I came on it? Uh, No, sir. Very funny. But it is a nice treat to have you here because it's often, you know, your smart alecky son. So oh, yeah, that's true. It's nice to have you here. But be sure to reach out to Brett. He is... Brett Johnson 11. Yeah. He's Brett Johnson 11 on Instagram, and that's where you can follow him. He's not usually giving financial advice or tips or suggestions or telling what he's doing in his feed posts, but he does that massively on his stories. You need to start doing it on your feed posts. You need to do that. You always just well, post pictures of me. Well, I haven't posted you keep using me for clickbait. I don't post ever <laughs> on my feed. I do my stories and I, I've told people on our stories are 10 most invested stocks. So if yeah. they followed me and taken a screenshot, they know what we're, you know, what our 10 most invested stocks are. Will you create a carousel, 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 carousel post with those 10 if I help you? Sure. Okay, cool. All right, guys. He said he's going to do it. Get ready to follow Brett Johnson. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.